It is almost January 1st, which it's means... It's the most horrible time <laughs> of the year. It's almost January 2nd, which is the most horrible start to a year. It just... Uh... So what we're doing in this podcast is talking about the anxiety that comes with setting resolutions, mm-hmm. the shame that can come from breaking them. Mm-hmm. And we look back at this year with some positives, but also talk about some hard things like depression. Um, we know that's really prevalent around this time of year. Um, and we also talk about how feelings are fleeting and nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope this podcast makes you feel better about the impending doom you might feel about <laughs> 2023 being around the corner. January through March. <laughs> Hates it. Hates it. Welcome to One Fry Short, you know, of a happy meal. I'm Jamie Spielmaker. And I'm Rachel Wynn. We're just two women having candid and empathetic conversations about mental health and how we can support each other. We are not experts. Not even close. But if you want to feel less alone in your neuroses, you've come to the right place. I'm really one fry short today of many things, (laughs) including a clean face. Um, okay, so today we're going to talk about January 2nd. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I, it was, we were going up between calling this December 26th mm-hmm. or January 2nd, because they were the day after a big transition. And I think for me, I leave, I'm still in holiday bliss mode from the 26th to the 2nd. Okay, I'm not. Interesting. Yeah. It helps going somewhere. We're going somewhere. Me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like if we weren't, which some people might not be, then the 26th sucks. Yeah. It's just, it feels like there's so much leading up to Christmas Mm -hmm. and there's so much fun and there's family and like overwhelming amounts of food and like, you know, cheer. And then it's fucking over. over. It feels almost like a wedding. Yeah. Totally. Right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. The day after a wedding. <laughs> Which, You're like, oh, okay. This is it. Here we are. Here we are. And we're done. Uh, my mo- my wedding was not great, so. Yeah, it sounds, I mean, the pictures looked beautiful. It, look, it looked very you. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, it's funny that you say that because like we had the most untraditional ceremony ever, ever. But after after it was done, it was all of like 10 minutes. I heard one of my cousins say, well, that was the most Jamie wedding ever. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever Truth that's form. supposed to mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, January 2nd, January in general is really hard for me. I think it's hard for everyone. Is it though? Because there are so many people out there who are like, oh my gosh, I love a fresh start. Those are like the fitness people that. Like, I thought, do you follow Half Baked Harvest? I can't cook her things anymore, so no. 
she's always like everything's creamy with wine and butter and I was like this sounds like a stomach ache but she it's funny to me because she was like it's super simple and it's like 17,000 steps oh I know a quick 30 minute meal no the chopping takes 30 minutes or she'll just be like it's super simple and then she gets out her stand mixer (laughs) (laughs) like what do you mean Super simple is when everything goes in one pan or when you reheat Trader Joe's food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I open the fried rice and I put it in the sauce. Yeah, exactly. Pan. Like, no hate, Tegan, but like, I still follow you. Um, your desserts are amazing, but like, they ain't simple, girl. No. They Mm-mm. ain't simple. Not going to you for simple. No. Um, and she, she, I remember she talked about like, you know, she loved a fresh start. She loved January. She loved hiking. She loved winter. And I was just like, Oh, I just, I really get into this really, I'm really trying to figure out what it is. I mean, I know what it is, but like January through March is like, is like really depressing for me. Yeah. It's awful. It's a never ending wind. It's gray. You're like, oh, spring isn't even, I, okay. I guess I get the whole fresh start thing. I, I have subscribed to it before. And then what happens is that, okay, so I think one year I was like, I'm giving up. I'm not going to drink as much. I'm going to not eat after dinner. I'm going to go to the gym three days a week. And, you know, it lasts like three weeks. And then I have a shame spiral because I couldn't make it last. So I think people like the idea of a, a fresh start and a clean slate and someone telling them when to have a fresh start. But then their habits take back over. And it doesn't last. Yeah. I wrote, okay, so... Um, CNN said that 80% of people admitted to abandoning their resolutions by February. (laughs) So it doesn't work, but here's what I'm doing. I did this last year and the year before, and it seemed to work. I take like an hour to myself before New Year's, even if it's like a few days after. Mm -hmm. And I just use it as time to like reflect on the past year and then think about the upcoming year. So I'm going to ask myself these three questions. What did I learn in 2022? What was I proud of? And what do I want to improve? That's, right? That's so great. it's like, mm-hmm. what do I want to improve is kind of like the 2023 resolution, but it's not a very specific thing. I, it's not something You're not that, tying it to this like giant obligation. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be done by, so it's just like, this is something that I need to think about over the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what you're proud of is kind of, you know, making yourself look back and not be so humble of <laughs> things that you did and kind of reward yourself for that. And then what did I learn can also probably help influence what you want to change. Um, so I'm going to try to do that. I did like a general like – Things I wanted to improve on, I think, mm-hmm. last year. And I was looking at it a few days ago and I. Did you do it? I think so. Like Good for this you. time last year, I was in a really sad place. Yeah. Um, I was still pretty sick. Yeah. And I was just feeling super directionless and pretty miserable. Yeah. Um, I remember going to North Georgia with my family and being in the hot tub with my sister, like in the mountains. And my mom was out there and so was Connor. And I was sitting there with this like look on my face. And Jordan was like, what is, 
wrong with you? And I was like, I just feel like I'm dead inside. I just (sighs) don't, I don't, there's no other way for me to describe it. Mm -hmm. I feel dead. Mm. And I had felt that way for so long. And it just took that moment to admit it. Yeah, out loud. Out loud, which is a big step. And I just, I just felt like, what am I doing? And I, I, so in the new year, I got um, a new prescription Mm -hmm. for Lexapro. Um, What were you on before? Prozac. I was taking Prozac. It stopped working over the summer. I stopped taking it. But that didn't really, that didn't really solve anything. So I was unmedicated for my wedding. Oh. Um, And I was super, super anxious for many, many, many reasons when I was planning my wedding. Um, And I got back on meds in March, started to feel a lot better. And my stomach stuff started to feel a lot better by April, May. Um, and then it was just sort of a slow climb, a slow build from there. Mm-hmm. And I've just made a ton of progress. Yeah. It's just kind of great. Yeah. It gets a little emotional. Like I feel emotional for you. I know. Look, at how, look where you are right now. I know. And, and so I think this is, you know, this is sort of a segue, but it's so important to remember nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Like your bad feelings your depression, when you're in the hole, when you feel like so, so hopeless Mm. and that you've made so many mistakes or that you feel like there is no way up. It's so, it is so important to remember that it's temporary. Mm -hmm. My grandmother used to say, if you don't like how you feel, wait 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes 15 minutes is all it takes. That's actually, there's science behind that, I think, because like with panic attacks and anxiety attacks, um, my neighbor who experienced them, her therapist told her, like, just tell yourself this isn't going to last more than 15 minutes. And that helped her get through it. It is so hard to get out of that hole sometimes. And we've talked about that in our episode, The Hole. It feels like you're climbing Mount Everest to get out of it. As someone who's gone through therapy to get the have the tools to get out of it, sometimes those don't even work. I don't know. I don't I think it could be a combination of time. It could be a combination of um people trying to help you out of it. Meds. <clears throat> like I honestly think meds are the thing that like can put your feet on the ground with depression and get you out of bed and put your feet on the ground and therapy kind of does the rest of the work. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, Mm -hmm. It doesn't do everything, but it certainly helps. Helps you brush your teeth. Yeah. But I also think one of the keys, and I have believed this, this is why this whole podcast exists, is that one of the keys to helping yourself is to talk about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Admitting it out loud and 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 saying to someone, I need help. I'm not well. I am struggling. I don't know what to do is like an invitation to feel less alone in the hole. Yeah. And I think there is still this like weird fucking thing where – it's like there's two subsets of people in the world. 
those who suffer and those who don't suffer. Mm -hmm. And that's a myth. Mm -hmm. Every single person on earth suffers. Mm -hmm. You're either really good at hiding it or you are really good with dealing with it Mm -hmm. or you're not. Yeah. And I think it's just such – we're doing ourselves such a disservice by putting up this front you know, on social media or even in real life that we all have it just totally together. Together, yeah. It's such a load of shit. I know. And I'm like, I'm just, it does nothing but make people feel shameful about their own suffering and their own problems. Yeah. And, you know, as we head into the new year for like new year, new me, like, you know, it just, it perpetuates this idea that like, we can still strive for perfection. Yeah. And perfection is a myth. It is. Yeah. And so I see it correlating to strength. Like, I guess that's a big trigger word for me because why I, it took me so long to admit that I was in depression was because I felt weak or like I wasn't strong enough to like quote unquote push through it. And so I think that could also be a reason why some people like just can't admit it because then it's like, I need to be strong enough to get over this or I need to be strong for my family or I need to be, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's, I think that's totally valid. Like I can't tell you how many times I have been like, I wish I could just be a super stable wife. (laughs) I wish I could be stable for my husband. Yeah. Um, But what like, do you think? What, what do you think could be? When I was depressed in July, I w- it, it took me days to build up the courage to just come out and say it to Brian because it felt weird to just interject it. Like I was like, when do I say it? When do I inter- do I do it in this moment? Do I? That's like what's going to happen afterwards. It, it. I just had a hard time coming out and saying it. Like, what do you think are some ways that maybe we as you and me could communicate it or like as a society, we make it easier to come out and say it. Do you think it's the 988 people talking to someone anonymously about it? I mean, I don't think there's any one way to handle it. I Mm -hmm. think like if you, if you feel like too ashamed to talk to anybody that you, that is in your orbit, I think 988 could be a valuable resource. Mm -hmm. Or if you're just in a crisis state, where you feel like you can't do anything, mm-hmm. I think that is a good resource. We have to be able to admit that like things are not as they seem mm-hmm. and and no situation is impossible to change. Mm-hmm. Whenever I have been open and honest with anyone about my mental illness, it's met with like a lot of compassion and a lot of curiosity it it opens the door to have a deeper conversation than what we usually – like I, I was texting with a friend last night about therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows she can talk to me about that kind of stuff. Yeah. You I know? think it's funny to me how many people have come to us now. Yeah, I know. As <laughs> experts. <laughs> experts. We're not. We're experts but- in – Unhappiness. <laughs> <laughs> because to me, that saying, maybe they enough people in their circle don't talk about it as much. So they 
I don't, that's the whole point of this podcast is to normalize the these feelings. The entire point, the entire point of this podcast. Mental health is something that needs to be taken as seriously as heart health, as broken bones, as, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's our goal for the new year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I've learned so much since we started this podcast. Same. I have like read things. I have talked through things. I was just going to say, I think I learned the most from talking through things with you. Yeah. Hearing a new perspective. Yes. Um, like you said during our perfection our mm-hmm. episode, you said, I said something like, you know, this podcast isn't perfect. And you said, that's how it's going to have longevity. And mm-hmm. then I thought, oh my God, you can't have perfection and longevity. Mm-hmm. It was like such a light. I had never thought about it like that. Yeah. And it was like so calming and comforting for me to think about it like that because as someone who is a perfectionist, like mm-hmm. I think, and I think when you have these conversations like you and I have with normal people in the real world, it opens up an entire new, it makes your relationship different. We've yeah. had this conversation. I've had talks with my own mother Mm-hmm. And my mom is like, you know, it's helping me realize some of my own trauma. Mm-hmm. It has opened the door to discussions that would not have happened before. Yes. Yeah. And it gives people permission, I think, to go there. Like, it, it, still, it still feels so unapproachable to me to talk about <laughs> depression and anxiety in any kind of real way, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, people say all the time, oh, my God, I'm depressed. Or, like, oh, my God, I'm anxious. And they and they mean it in jest. Yeah. But what does it really mean to be in it? Yeah. And, you know, I think it's just so important to be able to talk to people in your immediate circle about this. Yeah. I mean. I agree. Um. On a lighter note from that, I feel like I'm the friend that, when I talk about it, brings down other people. (laughs) You're the downer. I am. Like, we joke that we don't like small talk. And I told Brian I don't have time for small talk. Like, at this point, if we can't talk about the deep shit within 10 minutes, like, I don't, it's hard for me Mm -hmm. to be like, the weather, isn't it cold out? I know. Do you think it's going to snow? Like, this, I can't handle that for long. But- at Ollie's party yesterday, I was talking to one of my friends and I was just a ball of nerves yesterday. Like my to-do list is like 30 things long. And I was kind of laughing because I think two or three weeks ago, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just not going to stress this holiday. I feel good about it. Like, yeah, cozy Swedish vibes. Like, you know, just take one thing off the list. And now I'm like, I'm like, I have to make three different types of cookies. I have 12 teachers I need to write notes for and buy lunch for. And do I do it for the principal and the vice principal? And I have to wrap all the kids' gifts. And do I have enough presents? I need to mail this one to my aunt and uncle who are having a hard time. I need to blah, blah, blah. And so Brian was like, you're not fun to be around right now. Because I was snapping. I was just like, we were at the gym. And I was like, I'm done. He's like, we've been here for 10 minutes. (laughs) I was like, yeah, my, my brain is somewhere else. So I wrote down the to-do list, and my friend was like, I'm at Target. Can I help you for Ollie's birthday? And I'm like, yeah, get bags. And I was like, oh, I only have one tiny dinosaur. Like, that'll look stupid. And she's like, wrap it in tissue paper with a ribbon. I'm like, I don't have time for that. And so when I saw her, I'm like, aren't you stressed? Like, the teacher's gifts, the this? And she's like, 
oh, I'm not doing any of that. Oh my, should I be doing that? And I was like, oh my God, I'm the person no one wants to be around. <laughs> I'm like, aren't you stressed? Why aren't you stressed about, you know, in normal situations? Like we're all melting from climate crisis. Aren't you stressed? Like, I mean, <laughs> automatic rifles, aren't you stressed? Like I'm just not fun to have a party because <laughs> I don't even drink. <laughs> What am I bringing to the table? You're bringing your wisdom and your empathetic <gasps> heart to the table. Even at that. even at your three year is he three yeah. three year old's birthday. Wait, can you talk about the balloon situation? Oh, the raw. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I wait. So Ollie turned three. Ollie, yeah, my son Oliver turned three. Um, I guess a few weeks ago, and. I am doing this thing with my neighbor where we take turns after our kids go to bed, like just house, like being in the house so they can go on a date night so we don't have to pay a babysitter. And it was the night before Ollie's birthday. So I was like, okay, Brian, I'm putting you in charge of hanging the balloons and the little banner I got for him. And he's like, all of it? (laughs) And I was like, I wrapped, I found all of his gifts and I wrapped all of them. You can be in charge of this. He's like, oh, you're right. Sometimes they just need to understand. And so he's like, yeah, no problem. And so... He texted me, and it was like this little Target sign that's balloons that said "raw," and they're like a foot long each, and he blow them up with a straw. And he's like, I can't find the fourth letter, so it said raw. <laughs> and I'm like, is this weird to have his three-year-old's birthday? Raw. <laughs> it just was like so funny to me because like raw is kind of how I feel at all times. Yeah, let's celebrate uncooked. being raw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like unseasoned, uncooked, I just think raw. Sex. Oh, you do? My mind went to like raw. Oh god, like raw dogging. <laughs> but that's not sex. Raw dogging is where you don't wear any underwear. No, it's when you don't wear a condom. Oh, wait, who wears underwear during sex? No, <laughs> no, raw dogging is like when you're. Wait, I think you're right. Actually, you're thinking going commando. That's what I'm thinking okay. of. Which ew. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Um, That's funny. I didn't I, th- I thought of meat. Oh, that. Like, I thought kind of, of like a raw steak. I think of that. I think of Samantha's face when she gets that peel at Carrie's book launch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's wearing that like netted the veil. veil. <laughs> she's like something about like, oh, the carpaccio. And she's like, yeah, the beef is raw. And I didn't want your face to be raw too or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of different ways we could take that. He didn't end up having a raw birthday. He had a raw. We found the R. Oh, yeah. We found, we found the R. Didn't have to have a raw birthday. Yeah. Some things can be saved, like the fourth R or the fourth letter. That's a metaphor. Yeah. What, so can I ask you a question? Yeah. What are you most proud of this year in review? I think a big part of the reason I was so depressed was because I wasn't expressing my creativity mm-hmm. and I had trouble with boundaries in multiple areas of my life. Mm-hmm. I think this podcast has been a huge differentiator in me being creative about my mental illness. Yeah. That has been huge, capital H. Yeah. I think boundaries are so weird. Like, we joke, which is unhealthy in our family, that we don't have boundaries. But like... But because in my, I'm too much of a people pleaser to have a boundary. Because I'm like, oh, but what are they? They're going to think I'm mad. Or they're going to think I'm a bitch. And I'm not. That is something I guess I strive. Um, But I don't know. I think I've gotten out of 
situations where my boundaries weren't respected. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's instead of I don't know. And boundaries can really be super broad. Like you can have boundaries of like how much you're willing to do at home versus mm-hmm. what your husband does or yeah. your partner. Yeah. Or like how much time you're willing to work on a project like we talked about yeah. the perfectionism es- yeah. episode. Or like, you know, I think, I th- I mean, I for one am not worried about being a bitch ever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that in our making friends as adults. Uh, yeah. What are you proud of? I'm really proud of this podcast. Yeah. I think it's because it's like right in front of me right now. It's hard to think back to like January, February. Um, I'm really proud of this and that we like actually went through with it mm-hmm. um, and that we're so vulnerable. Um, I'm proud of releasing a little bit of my mom guilt, like putting Oliver in in like quote unquote school every morning instead of just three mornings a week and like silently suffering through all my tasks with him next to me was really hard. Some people can do it. I had a really hard time with it. Um, releasing a little bit of that guilt and seeing how, he has so much fun there. Now. Like, and so that I'm proud of that for recognizing my needs and taking action. It just takes a lot of time. I guess what I want to improve upon is like how long I let things be in a bad place before I change them. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And one thing I wanted to work on with my therapist was like, the amount of people I have to talk to and get opinions on before I make a decision. Mm -hmm. But now I don't think that's a bad thing. I learned a lot in our episode where we talked about the voice in our head, like trusting our gut, like that felt so right to me. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like I use that as understanding, but I like getting different perspectives. Yeah. I think where it can go wrong is if you trust other people's perspectives over your own self-trust. Yeah, that's a good point. But... As long as you, I think, stay true to what. Yeah. Feels know. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we say this, we're like in a fist grasping at our heart. <laughs> Inside that's, our core. That's the me that I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was a good year. Yeah. And you also got yourself out of the hole. I did. I didn't. Haven't been back since. That's so great. Did the work. So great. Changed my meds. <laughs> the work. Yeah. You got to work. Um, I'm reading this book called The Happiness Trap. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Um, It's about – it's by, it, this doctor who um, I think invented the ACT therapy. He said something in this book right in the front of the book that I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important to share. He says that we are human beings. We are very complex. We are always doing something and we are always feeling something. Mm -hmm. It is not realistic or normal even to feel happy all the time every day. I agree. I want to do an episode on this. Yeah, me too. I won't go super deep, but in essence, he says that it's normal as a human being to feel anxiety, sadness, depression, happiness, joy, disappointment, discouragement, anger in one day, Mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. It's comforting to know. Yeah. You don't have to feel 
awesome all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel awesome all the time, it doesn't mean that you're fucked up or that your life is messed up. It it just means that you're a human. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you know in your bones that something is wrong, mm-hmm. I think that's lasts, different. Some of the feelings last longer than others maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's like a, you know, you just have to get really, you know, quiet with yourself and see. But it's, it, it's normal to feel doubt, mm-hmm. misery, joy, all of these things in one day. Yeah. It's so complex being human. It is complex. And when when I read that, I was like, oh, right. And I'm extremely melancholy. That's just me. Yeah. I kind of always had a have had a baseline of melancholy in me. Hmm. I'm like Jordan says that Connor is Winnie the Pooh and I'm Eeyore. <laughs> which is just if That's you guys a cute Halloween costume. If you guys know me and Connor, it is so dead on. Mm-hmm. He is like, like yesterday my aunt was like, how's Connor? And I was like, Connor is always fine. Yeah. He's always, nothing is ever wrong with Connor. I'm yeah. always the one that's got stuff wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah. you know, it's normal to, it's, it's okay. Yeah. And so that was like super relieving to me. It is not, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on that. I think and we'll talk about this in another episode. I think it can come from like how we were raised. Yes. To deal with sadness. Yeah. Um, what our expectations are like for how we want a day to look like or how we want our behavior to be and just chasing happiness. Like and happiness is not. Yeah. That I used to go to this yoga studio in Atlanta <laughs> and um there was a quote on the wall that said, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. Hmm. If you think about it, it's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like F off. Like, what yeah. do you mean? But it just means that like, you can't chase happiness. Yeah. You just have to be present. Yeah. It all comes down to being present. Yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> Let's do uppers. Let's do uppers. My upper is this podcast. If we're looking back in a year in re- like a year in review, I this brings me a lot of joy, even if no one listens. <laughs> I like it. People are listening, Rachel. I know people are listening. But <laughs> We've that's gotten not what messages on messages on messages on messages on messages about this podcast. Yeah. Speaking of, share it with your friends. <laughs> Write us. Please support us. Um, my upper is that um. <sighs> My sister's coming in this weekend, mm-hmm. and she's going to be our first podcast guest. Yay! And you guys are my uppers. Whenever we get a message from anyone oh about my God. anything, it's like the best thing ever, even if it's stupid. Even yeah. Even if it's like, oh my God, I thought of you immediately when you blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, it's so nice to just connect with you guys on this. Um, The time it takes, I appreciate so much when someone messages because I'm like, that took you time out of your day to let us know that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I appreciate that so much because I know there are some people who listen and love it, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate, too, the time it takes to reach out and tell someone that you like something. I need to do that more. Yeah. It means a lot. Yeah. 
Congrats, you made it to the end of our show. If you liked it, please share it with your friends and leave a review. If you didn't like it, don't worry about it. It will only cause us to spiral. We also want to reiterate that we are not experts, but please do call or text the people at the new mental health hotline at 988 because they are. Join in on the conversation on our Substack page at One Fry Short Pot. See you there.